Hey guys, welcome back to the Yerp Podcast. Today we got uh, Anthony Lujan with Smoke Ain't No Joke Barbecue and co-host of the Pitmasters Podcast. So we're going to try to get into this. Uh, the past couple shows I've done been a little bit more held back. We're going to try to loosen up on this one, just get into anything we can. So uh, what were you saying about the barbecue? I'm just a local barbecue competitor. Um, I compete on the uh, KCBS level, which is the professional level of uh barbecue it's kansas city barbecue society um, okay they're the head organization and i also compete with on the sca which is the state cook-off association which is national as well actually they're both worldwide so i compete on the professional level of uh competition barbecue okay and then so i've been doing that for about five years um two-time grand champion multiple uh reserve grand champion and multiple lots of first places in different categories so thanksgiving coming up you're going to be cooking that huh um that's the plan but honestly i'm heading on the road yeah to visit some family so i don't know how much i'll play into that but i do know they have smokers down there so okay i dabble in it a little bit so when you do go to these tournaments like out of utah do you bring you do you have like a trailer set up or yeah so i don't have an actual like camp trailer you know um set up but i throw everything on my of utility trailer, go down there, set up a 10 by 10, kind of like your like little this? setup. Yeah. Okay. Um, 10 by 10. I actually have two of them. So 10 by 20 space. Um, I take all my smokers with me, kind of like a mobile kitchen set up, got my smokers with me and we literally compete in parking lots and camp in parking lots. <laughs> oh, that's cool. Uh, yeah. how big are those things? They're actually really big. Um, here in Utah, they kind of tapered off a little bit. We're just trying to get some more competitors back into the game. Okay. Um, but currently we have probably about 20 active teams um on the national level when you go to a competition you're about 60 teams deep um, 60 teams. yeah but on the sca side we're actually rolling about 40 teams here in utah so okay so when you go to one of these competitions that smell's got to kill you huh yeah it's <laughs> it's definitely it's it's what we should say uh the barbecue cologne i should okay. yeah, <laughs> you know the smoke is our like cologne yep. afterwards yeah huh? exactly um so what what's who eats? You just got the judges, or does everybody get to eat? Do yeah, so there's um there are KCBS judges. They have to go through a certification course on how to properly judge. Okay. And so they'll do their certifications, and then they have to pay their annual dues to continue to judge. But they're they're seasoned pros. You know, they've actually gone through and they know exactly what what they're looking for, and they judge us to the fullest um, how do you get that job man i mean that's, <laughs> like, literally <laughs> after you take your certification course it's 100 bucks okay plus your annual due which is 60 bucks so upfront costs 160 bucks but then you just literally sign up and register and you show up judge barbecue and go home man and you get free barbecue yeah. every year huh? yeah. how many tournaments do they have in utah utah we have about four to five four to five that's on a good year currently it's kind of been weird okay um, is that all over like salt lake uh, Basin? They're, yeah they're like pretty much uh salt lake st george ogden they're, okay. they're statewide canab so we, so we will do those but the sea cooks i think our next season we're going to be hopefully eight or nine maybe ten competitions. Okay. so yeah no that's yeah. cool and how many do you do a year i try to do every single one in the state of utah but then you <laughs> yep. said you then, go outside yep, we'll travel yeah huh? we'll go to phoenix and down to vegas and Bullhead okay. City, yep, we'll, we'll travel. So you got a YouTube channel or something? That um, not it's, For the podcast, we do. It's okay. not, not the funnest to watch a podcast, but most people will use that source for yeah. just to be able to put it on their on their phone and just listen to it, you know. And okay. Every once in a while, we'll have a guest that will show some cool stuff off, but 
Not so what's often. your what's your favorite thing to barbecue then? Oh man, <laughs> that's <laughs> like asking somebody what their favorite beer to drink is all the time, right? <laughs> um, <laughs> um, my honestly, my favorite is I like to cook brisket, but okay. I prefer to eat. I'd rather prefer to eat pork or ribs. Pork so, or ribs. Yeah, brisket is just the challenge, most challenging meat out there, kind of. And Same. do they pick that when you? No, that's all out of pocket, bro. Um, you, oh, okay. you, sign, you sign up for your entry fee, then you have to go and buy your own chicken, ribs, pork, and brisket. Oh, so you yeah. cook everything? Yeah, we cook everything at the I competitions. Gotcha. Yep. So it's all all tapered event. So first you'll turn in chicken, then 30 minutes later you'll turn in your ribs. 30 minutes after that you'll do your pork. 30 minutes after Ooh, that you, you do your brisket. So everything is on a time schedule. So oh. crunch, yeah. So usually we'll show up Friday night, start cooking at midnight, okay. and then start hitting our turn-ins that start at noon. I got you. So, yep, it's it's definitely a timetable, and if you mess up on your timetable, it could cost you the competition. Oh, yeah, no, and that much cooking. And too. then when you're talking, like, Wendover, currently, we're not doing that competition anymore, but prior, when $40,000 on the line, you don't want to mess up your timetable. Yeah, no so, joke. <laughs> yeah. So, you are you doing that full-time, then? No, I have a full-time job. I work for a local, I guess, a worldwide archery company, Hoyt Archery. Oh, so, man, you got yeah. two two good things yeah, going. Yeah, so I'm... I do that for full time, and then barbecue is a hobby, and then the podcast is on a hobby on top of that hobby. So. Yeah, well, tell everybody about your podcast. Yes, the Pitmaster Podcast. We talk to the world champions throughout the nation about barbecue, from the backyard guide to the world champs and everything in between. So, man, it's it's a fun podcast. We just have fun with it. It's just for our listeners. We don't even care if we're getting paid yeah. or anything like that. It's just, just for the listeners, man, just getting it out there. Yeah, no, that's cool, man. <laughs> yeah. Um, how did COVID affect that? The podcast? No, the, oh, the actual the, competitions. The competitions. It slowed down the KCBS stuff. Okay. Um, which we can totally completely understand because those are a lot bigger competitions, more yeah. money on the line. It kind of slowed all that down. Um, the SEA stuff, it really didn't slow us down that much. It, it maybe dampered out a couple couple months of barbecue competitions at the start. Okay. But we they utilized, they stayed to the CDC guidelines, you know, um, six feet apart you know so they actually masks. masks and all that stuff so we actually we're in 10 by 10s with 10 feet in between us and they just said hey we're, we're gonna make sure you stay in your tents don't come out to socialize us barbecue guys don't listen but they <laughs> they try to implement it they they try to manage the herd yeah. and they actually did a really good job on it but the it, best they can yeah, best they can but we uh we were able to compete this year and able to get out there and That's have cool. some fun man it's we People were cautious still, you know, yeah. we weren't like all like, you know, hanging out, drinking beers and passing food around like we normally do, but okay. it's, we we're competing. That's all that mattered. We were able to see our friends when you're sitting in quarantine for what we were here in Utah for maybe a month, month and a half. Yeah. As soon as they said there's a competition, we were all antsy to get out and hang out with each other. So yeah, no, for <laughs> sure. Everyone. Yeah. Uh, we were, we were actually in Florida when it first happened. Then we had to move across the country. So oh, like okay. April. We moved across the country, oh, wow. and everybody was telling us, you know, like, this place is closed, that place is closed. Yeah. Uh, it did suck, because there were no, like, you couldn't go to the bathroom in a McDonald's or something, you right. know what I'm yeah. saying? yeah, yeah. Got uh, three kids, and it was, that was kind of yeah, rough. Yeah, I bet that was. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, we, uh, we couldn't have went, we didn't get to go through Texas, but that's where the good barbecue's at, huh? Actually... That's kind of one of those things, you know. I don't know. I don't want to put it out there saying Texas barbecue is better than Kansas City barbecue versus Memphis style barbecue or okay. the Carolinas. You know, it's they all have their regions and they all have their own style. So 
So what, where would, because, like, if you're looking into, like, Tex-Mex food versus, like, Cajun food, what is the Utah style? Like, what, what makes Utah different than everyone else? So Utah style is very sweet. Okay. Light, light heat. Um, I don't know what it is about Utah, but they, we have a serious soda addiction here, right? Yeah. Every corner <laughs> is a soda shop or something like that. They like that barbecue sweet as well, so... A lot of brown sugars, a lot of, you know, sweet sauces, so with just a tiny bit of heat. So ours is definitely a sweet state. We we like the sweet barbecue here. Um, okay. Go down to Texas, it's it's basic. Uh, salt, pepper, garlic. Yeah. Uh, that's Texas-style barbecue under a nice, heavy smoke. Then you get into Kansas City like that, you got the, they have kind of like the saucy, or dry style barbecue that you want to go for. Yeah, I've um, never even never even considered like Kansas City. That's it's good though. Yeah, huh? that's kind of like the mecca, the almost mecca? in a way, you know. But all these other people are like, well, my barbecue is the mecca, you know. It's kind of yeah. it's one of those things that you kind of just kind of hold off on and saying who who creates the best barbecue. We actually on one of our podcasts kind of cover that. Andy Husbands kind of gets into that with the history of barbecue, so that's okay. a really cool podcast to listen to, and he breaks it down all the way from. When the, the slaves were able to cook for, you know, like, like, uh, for like events and stuff like okay. that. So he breaks it all, he takes it way back in history and brings it through the Carolinas into Kansas City, into Texas, and then it out into the current. So is that area. where it, it, uh, cause I heard that it came from like German immigrants, is how um, barbecue started. Slightly. Well, actually, if you want to get really technical into it, it came into native. Native? Native culture, right? They discovered fire. They cat, they, kind of they go out and kill their animals and they cook it over fire so live fire cooking actually started with the indigenous people you know native yeah, i guess like all people. indigenous yeah, people yeah exactly point, huh? so yeah so you're really barbecue is cooking over live fire and okay. perfecting the art of barbecue i don't think anybody's done it <laughs> <laughs> so what do you what do you use then do you use propane you use um wood chips propane is kind of that touchy Frowned word. Upon. Yeah, it's, I gotcha. no. I don't want to say propane's out because some people are using propane cookers for the steak side okay. of the competitions. But on the KCBS side, propane is not allowed. It's um, it's not a legal source. But pellet grills, um, charcoal, wood okay. is actually all. So no Hank illegal. Hill t-shirts walking yeah. around. Huh? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no, no Hank Hill t-shirts for sure. But yeah, so I am actually. I cook on pellet grills. I cook on Traeger grills. Okay. Um, but I also do have drum smokers and offsets and stuff like that as well. Once you get into the sport, there's you want every grill out there, you know. I heard that so, Traegers. Can you can you tell everybody about that Traeger? Because I've heard about it, and that thing man, seems crazy. Just It's like set it and forget it, bro. Yeah. It's that easy. Um, they, with their Wi-Fi technology is amazing. Literally, I can be at work and ask my 15-year-old son, hey, go throw the brisket on the smoker, turn it on insert the probe and then I can literally cook from work using my app. So that I can turn crazy. up the temperature. I can control everything with my app. Like even like a rotisserie or yeah, something? Um, they don't, Traegers no. don't have the rotisseries, okay. but but to be able to control the smoke, you know, the heat's like, I'm like, oh man, I'm actually going to be off work a little late, so I'm going to slow the cooker down a little bit, you know, to Dang, be able to time it. Yeah, That so, is crazy. Yeah, the Traeger is definitely where it's at. Um, there's other companies that kind of have the very similar technology, but Pellets okay. are very utilized in the backyard, really easy, and on the competitive level. Not the strongest, but they compete really well. Okay. And you're really strong 
competition teams currently are actually cooking on. Like we call them cans, but they're actually the drum smokers, hot and fast. Okay, so like an old trash can style. Oh yeah, the drum, fifty-five gallon drum smokers. Yeah, so that's what a lot of your good pro teams are coming in, and obviously, you can go from cooking a off a twenty dollar Weber, you know that we grew up. (laughs) Yeah, that's what I do. (laughs) Yeah, and actually, like that is one of my favorite smokers. Or then you can get all the way into some high end smokers. We're talking smoker trailers that are running at forty grand. Oh so, yeah, no, so there's anything in the middle. If, as long as you can cook food on your grill, you're good, man. That's all I gotta say. Is I tell people this all the time. Well, my barbecue's not as great as yours. I'm like, did your family enjoy it? They're like, yeah, they really enjoyed my barbecue. I was like, well, then you did a great job. Yeah, you know, like don't compare your food to mine. As long as the people that you're feeding enjoyed it, that's all that matters. Now, if they spit it out, you might want to try to <laughs> you might want to try to figure out what you're doing wrong. But if everybody enjoys it, you're doing great. Yeah, I think the only problem with mine is it's so small. We got five people in the family, so yeah. it's like... Well, there's some ticks, some tricks and tips that you can put out there. Um, like, what do you have? Just the Weber kettle? Just the classic Actually, I, I got the little Coleman oh, camp okay. stove yeah, that okay, we actually yeah. cook on. Yeah, um, there's different ways to utilize them for different tactics, so there's definitely a way to make your food turn out good. It's just yeah. a matter of learning the technique, and with YouTube out there, there are so many options to be able to watch somebody use that exact equipment and execute what they're trying to cook. So YouTube's a great source as well to be able to learn okay. barbecue. Back, what, 15 years ago, it was like you learned something and you hid it in your pocket. You did <laughs> not tell anybody yeah. about what you were doing, but now it's, I can give you my exact same recipe. I can give you my exact same smoker. I can give you exactly the same, but can you execute it like me? Probably yeah, not. I got <laughs> so, so do you do you do your own seasonings or what? How does that work? I used to, but uh-huh. then there's so many great seasonings on the commercial market. It's not worth it to yeah. go and try to buy all these seasonings and rubs and, or seasonings and spices and try to make your own blend. And it's not consistent. Your your herbs will be sitting on the shelf for X amount of time. Then you go and make the next batch. It's not as strong. Something's tweaked. But the yeah. commercial level, you just go and spend 15 bucks and you're to get the exact same product every single time. Yeah, no, so. I get that. Cause you got stuff like <laughs> yeah. oregano versus pepper. Yeah, heavier stuff probably yeah. sets different. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and it, with competition barbecue and any kind of barbecue, you're looking for consistency every single time. So okay. Being consistent is huge. So like, hey, I'm gonna cook this pork shoulder. I'm gonna use this rub. I'm gonna use this smoker. And if you can perfect that exact same recipe every single time, you're gonna get the exact same product every single time. So there's nothing to, no. I should say weather comes into play on what can like mess your cook up a little bit, but oh yeah, that's yeah. probably a big thing. Like yeah. now we're going into winter. Yeah, you just you just make your adjustments. Um, with my Traeger that I currently use, I use the Timberline. Okay, it's double insulated, so you can put it out there in a snowstorm. It's not going to budge. But like on your can cookers, it's thinner. You know, the wind will pull heat off it. You're gonna have to use something to keep your temperatures up, and it's gonna mess with it. You're gonna have to toy with it a little bit. But once you know your cooker, you know your cooker. Okay. Yeah. Um, so how much meat, when you go to one of these competitions, you're saying like one of everything. Yeah. How much actual pounds of meat are you bringing? So, uh, as for chicken, I'll take anywhere from 16 to 18 chicken thighs. Okay. So I'll buy 40 to get to the 18 (laughs) to trim them, to make sure that they're all right. And then, um, as for ribs, I'll buy three to four racks of ribs. Okay. And then. Um, pork, I'll cook two pork shoulders and then brisket. I've dabbled with two briskets at a time, but I normally just took one of those. I gotcha. And so I'm pulling in there with probably four or $500 worth of meat 
and I'm only turning in six bites. Oh, <laughs> what do you do with the rest? The you rest, give it away. Well, yeah, can you sell my, it? My team members will get it. Um, I you're not supposed to sell it. I, um, gotcha. I don't sell it just because I don't want to get anybody sick. If they get sick, I don't want to come back on me, right? Yeah. If I haven't sitting out and not in the best conditions, but I'll usually give it to my team members or I'll bring it home, seal it up, freeze it, and then give it away to my coworkers or okay. somebody who's like the neighbor, like, hey, I want to try your barbecue. Well, here you go, you know, so. <laughs> so do you get do you get your meat somewhere special or you just go um, down to the Winco? No. Um as for as for my meats, I'll go to Harmon's because they got some pretty good smart chicken. Yeah. Is what they call it. I get get that from there and then I have some specialty pork products that I'll ship in or sometimes they're sourced locally and then as for my brisket, they're Snake River Farms out of Idaho. Okay. So they they will ship it to you or sometimes I can find them locally at Macy's as well. But I'm I'm seeking out those exact products every single time. Okay. And then when I get there, like, it's not just picking up one brisket and throwing it in the basket. I'm going through all of them. I tell the butcher when they see me coming, they're like, all right, I'll go get the pallet. And you're going to, like, literally, I'm going through and looking for a special type of brisket, looking for the perfect marbling, the perfect bend, perfect age. I got you. Yeah, so it's. That gets me up. Yeah. But if I'm cooking for my family, just, we're, hey, let's have some brisket. I'll go to the Costco, pick up a Costco Prime and look at the price be like or the poundage and be like and this yeah. will work you know <laughs> like <laughs> on the competition level it's you're trying to pump, pump as much flavor you possibly can into one bite yeah so <laughs> um have you noticed i I've, I've noticed since the price or since covid it seems like the price of everything's sort of went up a little bit have you noticed that yeah it yeah it definitely has there was a point in april that briskets were pushing over $100 even when i was normally for that same poundage as 50, 60 bucks yeah, for that's, that's just your basic Costco ones. But on the professional side, you're talking four or $500. <laughs> yeah. So, so it was definitely a price jump. Yeah. No, I've noticed it with everything. It's kind of crazy. Cause it, yeah. uh, you know, I, I know toilet paper and, um, paper towels and all the paper goods. Yeah. They went up because of supply and demand or right. whatever, but it seems like everything's sort of jumping yeah, up there okay a little to, bit. Yeah, because people are hoarding it, man. They're not really letting it go. Yeah. And with meats, you know, what? you talk to some of these old-time barbecue guys, oh, I used to pay 99 cents a pound for brisket. I'm like, yeah, that's awesome, but but barbecue wasn't a thing. Really. Yeah. You know, back then, people, brisket was, was scrap meat. Usually it was turned into hamburger, right? But as barbecue started getting rolling, you know, 2010 2011 13 there was a show called the uh pitmasters the pitmasters uh competition I think I, show yeah i think i remember seeing that and that kind of threw the snowball down the hill you know yeah. it just started gaining speed and then everybody started compete like not really competing wanting to get into barbecue and then Traeger comes out and he launches this huge huge marketing campaign and everybody in the neighborhood has a Traeger grill now so it went from one guy buying a brisket you know every couple weeks to the whole neighborhood, hundreds of people buying briskets. And so, of course, they're going to capitalize on it, man. They're yeah. going to mark the price up. And now brisket's pushing three fifty a pound, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so so what, what is your favorite cut of steak, though? Um, competition level, I, a ribeye, even when I... But you're yeah. like, your personal... It's a ribeye, man. Ribeye? Yeah, ribeye okay. where it's at, man. Uh, people people get a, kind of confused on what to buy and how to buy it. But ribeye is my favorite. It's going to be your most tenderest. Okay. But then a lot of people are like, well, I like a New York. I'm like, okay, but you're spending the money on on a New York, but you can actually save yourself some money, buy a T-bone, 
you can cut off your own New York off the left side of the of the T-bone, and then you can have the other the sirloin on the other side. See, yeah, so, I don't so, even know what see, the different so, cuts yeah, are. So, but a T-bone, you get two steaks, two different muscles, okay. and you get best of both worlds, and you save yourself a few a few cents. You know, you don't fifty yeah. cents, but when the pounds start stacking up, it will save you yeah, save you some money. Five people in the family, it does yeah, that exactly, exactly. So yeah, go for those T-bones if you if you're a New York guy, it's on there. All you got to do is take the bone off, and you got yourself a New York steak. Okay. <laughs> um, do you do you ever? cook any wild game is that something yeah i'm actually done? that i'm i'm actually a hunter myself archery hunter. oh cool so yeah i will harvest my own animals and, and then i'll like, butcher myself and then i'll cook them myself um wild game's a little bit different because they're so lean okay so you usually have to add some fat content to it like your burgers you'll add pork fat or you know okay bacon to that to, to to kind of cook that so without it just kind of just drying out i got you um as for the like steaks and stuff on wild game, um, those are really quick. It's more of a marinade and a quick sear, and you want to eat those on the rare to medium side. You after, anything after that, you're kind of drying it out. It's gonna be really chewy. It's okay. gonna get really gamey and stuff like that. So it's kind of one of those really you gotta like rare meat to I love enjoy rare wild meat. to <laughs> enjoy wild game properly. Okay. <laughs> so uh, what what's your favorite thing out of that to cook? You like deer, or elk? Bigger the animal, better it tastes, man. Really? <laughs> like literally, yeah. You got you got antelopes that aren't that great. Mule deer, they're not that great. Then you start getting the elks is getting better. Then your moose is really really good. So, okay. Yeah. Yeah, so, I've but, never never had any of it. Yeah. I hunted some rabbits. I was gonna try to get into it, but yeah. we moved the spur of the moment thing right during hunting season. Right. And I, uh, you know, I've asked the past couple guests like I I know nothing about hunting. Um. How how do you process the animal? How does that? Do you drive to like a like a hunting blind, or do you go out there and backpack it and then drag it back? Or? Man, I am so not the best hunter. And when I'm going to be honest with you, man, I spot and stock. We're driving dirt roads, listening to Metallica going down the road. <laughs> hey, there's a there's a deer right there. Let's go and shoot it. You know, I'm I'm going to be completely honest. There's a lot of people that put a lot of work in, hike a lot of miles. Yeah, but man, I'm. You're harvesting meat. Yeah, I'm oh. harvesting meat, man. That's what we're doing. If it has antlers, it's going down. <laughs> so, that's another thing. Uh, that's another thing I, I'm curious about is how much money do you save when you're hunting an animal? I don't save any money, bro. No, I got two thousand dollars in archery equipment. I yeah. got camping gear. I have all my food for the week. Fuel. You know, yeah, <laughs> it's about the experience. Okay, I'm gonna <laughs> be honest, man. You know, I can say I'm saving a lot of money by harvesting an animal, but when you re when you think about it, yeah, you got thousands of dollars into gear. You know, yeah. like, you have to harvest twenty animals to even break even. So, <laughs> <laughs> let's just be honest. <laughs> yeah, well, no, that's exactly the type of thing. Yeah, you know, I want I want to figure out. You yeah, know, is it is it um, does it even make sense? At yeah. that point. If you if you're staying at home and you're spending you're filling up your gas tank, spending forty bucks, going up there on a rifle hunt and you're to go up there and knock one down, yeah, probably. But when you get into some higher equipment, you're spending time on the mountain, you gotta buy your own food and shelter and everything, that's when it gets expensive and you'll probably break even. Yeah. If not, you'll probably you're probably gonna be losing money as well. So okay. all about the experience. Same with competition barbecue, man. I don't do barbecue to win money. I do uh -huh. it, I do it for the experience for the fun, you know. It's it's nice to get some return on it, but I'll never see my money that I put back into it. Oh, man, you were talking yeah. about a lot of grills. Yeah, exactly. A <laughs> lot of grills, a lot of money. You know, my entry fees, I'm 
900 bucks in entry fees. And if I win first place, if I win first place, I might walk away with 15, 1800 bucks, you know, and that's winning and a win is never guaranteed. Yeah. So <laughs> is it something though that you want to get into, uh, like, like permanently, like start your own shop or, um, I thought about it, but then I think it'd take the fun out of the game. I you get know? that. Yeah. Uh, my co-host Rusty, he is actually really submerged into it. Um, he, he came up out of the, out of the restaurant industry. He is very, very restaurant oriented. He okay. was actually a manager of the Texas Roadhouse. So he understands the game. He understands how a restaurant works. He understands his overhead. He non- understands how much meat to order and everything like that. I don't understand any of that. So he is actually opening his own food truck. And okay. He's going to start there and then he's going to slowly progress into a brick and mortar. But there is a certain type of breed of people that want to do that. Yeah. And I'm not that. He's... He's gonna probably put in close to eighty hours a week if when he goes brick and mortar. If he doesn't, if until he gets a good manager that he 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 trusts, he trusts yeah, you know, and a, and a pit master, you know, he he's gonna want his pits running twenty four seven. He has to have somebody that's gonna be able to perfect the craft every single time. So it's definitely something that I thought about, dabbled in, and I was yeah. like, I'm out. When you start looking at the logistics of it, if I don't have the knowledge to do it. Well, I was just, I was thinking with all the COVID, they're saying all these restaurants are going to be going out of business and stuff. So, I mean, I don't know if that's, if the corporate chains are going to come in here and just dominate, I think people will always want mom and pop. That is facts. Um, I think. Now would be the time, right? The the local guys, they're going to struggle. It sucks. It really does suck. There's, I've lost a few restaurants that I really enjoy locally, but they have to sit back, look at the scenario, say, hey, what are my options? Mm-hmm. Um, if they're willing to hit the reset button, that's great. But you also have new people who are willing to jump into the game now. And it'll be food, interesting. Yeah, food trucks might be where it's at. I think yeah. food trucks with this whole COVID thing might be kind of like the underlying local restaurant, but you're not going to... Less overhead. Yeah, less overhead. You'll, you'll, you'll see a lot more quality... Uh, I went trucks. to a fish place at the Saratoga Springs Walmart has food right. trucks come every yeah. Friday. They had yeah. a barbecue, a teriyaki. A, yeah. I mean, it was good food. Yeah, it's great food. Like back in six years ago, people were like, you eat off those trucks? Now it's yeah. kind of, kind of the bar's kind of been set, you know, like, hey, food trucks, they have to have a reputation. They're going to get going out there and then they open another one and they just snowball down there and then they end up in a brick and mortar. Yeah. But with the overhead and, the capacity right now, I don't see brick and mortar the way to go. I think it's mostly going to be your food trucks. Yeah, they just got to yeah. find a way, like doing big, quick awnings yeah, exactly. where people can eat under. Exactly. And then yep. you don't even have to worry about the uh, quarantine stuff. Right. right. Exactly. Yeah, and you just spread out your line and put your orders in and send them on their way. You know, it's one of those things that it's kind of nice to be able to just to get out and enjoy the open air. Yeah. Unfortunately, right now we're in November. Like time has passed, but I think we'll see a lot of bounce back with the food trucks yeah. coming in the spring. Yeah. No. I, I and the have you been to one of the drive-ins yet? I know Walmart's got these drive-ins in I, the parking lot. I have not, man. I'm I'm a real homebody. I have a lot of projects. I like to stay busy. Um, the last couple of weeks I've been slacking, man. This this. Time change is really blowing out my outdoor time, you know? Like, yeah. It's dark by five. Oh, man. Dark and cold by five, man. I'm inside. I'm like, dang it. Yeah. But um, I, I'm really a homebody, and then competitions take me outside my home. Um, 
I'm an av- avid rock hound, so I go out and go rock hounding and get myself into the desert and just. Okay. I, I, I spend a lot of time by myself and with my family. So yeah. It's this whole COVID thing. I'm just like, oh, I'll go to the restaurant, get some food, and head home. You know. Yeah. It's one of those things. So, I, like, I was in Vegas. We went to Vegas, seen some cool stuff, but we're like, let's grab the food and go to our room. You know, type scenario. Yeah. And that's just that's just how I am, and that's how we. We yeah, I never currently. liked Vegas. Yeah. <laughs> never liked Vegas. We uh, lived down in Southern California. We were like three hours away from it, and it's just Vegas is awesome for about forty-eight hours, and they yeah. get out of there. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, then you get a lot of people, you know, moving moving from Vegas, and they weren't too happy about it. I mean, some people love it for yeah, sure, but that that state can ruin you. It can yeah, ruin you quick. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. But there's some good barbecue down there. They got great competitions down there as well. So yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I've, yeah. I've seen it at the fair, you know, yeah. like, uh, but I've never really seen barbecue, like that food truck I saw, Yeah, but uh, I know they had good stuff at the fair. Yeah, um, I'm a, hate to knock on anybody's business, but good barbecue doesn't come from the state fair. Okay. <laughs> I mean, to be honest, it's, it's good, it's edible, but if yeah. you want some quality barbecue, you're going to have to go and dig into, like, my buddy Rusty's food truck. or What's the name of that that he's – does he have I mean, a name? Yes, yet? it's called Salt City Barbecue. Salt City Barbecue. Yeah, so he'll be out there promoting it. Um, is there anywhere yeah. we can eat it now? Currently, no. Okay. He is in the middle of getting licensed. You know, he has to just – he has the trailer. He has all his equipment. He's ready to rock. He just has to get through a couple more hurdles, and then he'll be ready to roll. So hopefully by this spring you'll see him out and about a lot more. Yeah, no, we – Get you guys back on the show when that opens up, hopefully. Yeah, totally. He's uh, he's totally going to bring the competition aspect Okay. with the twist is his okay. goal. So, so, and, yeah. um, so he, you're cooking more than just when you show up. That thing's, that trailer's just cooking, yeah. and then you're driving it. Yeah, so he'll, he'll start his pits, and then he'll go to where he needs to go, sell out, and hopefully he sells out every day. That's the goal, right? Yeah. And then reload, and that's another thing that you have to kind of factor into your comp- into your into your barbecue business. You go to, let's say, you go to Texas Roadhouse. You're like, uh-huh. hey, this steak sucks. It's overcooked. I don't like it. Can you take it back to the kitchen and restart? They're like, sure. They'll refire you a new steak. Bring you out a new steak. You'll be good to go. Barbecue. If your brisket sucks, you're not getting a new brisket because it's. 13 hours ago is when they started it. So <laughs> Yeah, but, but you guys got it down. So you don't yes, have to really... but, but that's that's one of those things that you have to factor in too, you know? And yeah. You might get a crappy brisket that day or you might get a crappy pork shoulder and you got to be able to adjust and have a backup plan for that. And that's when the experience comes in. So uh, do you guys, you ever do like tri-tip sandwiches? Or oh man, that, or tri-tip is, that... is the best cut okay. ever, you know? it's That's fun. It's that's a fun. I didn't know yeah. if that was like you know man. blasphemy or something. No, man, tri-tip is. I call it the versatile meat. It's kind of like the unicorn meat in a way. It makes great tacos. It makes great chili. It makes good sandwiches. It makes a great topping for nachos. It's it's tri-tip is golden. Yeah. <laughs> put it in your breakfast burritos. I don't think there's anything that a tri-tip won't go good with. You put it in your ramen noodles, man. <laughs> You're good. <Yeah>. You're good. <laughs> I was n- never like the carne asada tacos or like. You know, steak burger. I like Philly cheesesteaks from yeah. Philly. Those are good. Yeah. But most of the time, I like, you know, pork or chicken or something yeah. like that. Yeah, man. But uh, tri-tip is good. You start trying to sure. try, make some tri-tip tacos, bro. Substitute yeah. the carne asada for some tri-tip tacos. You'll never go back. Yeah, no. I, <laughs> I love the love the pork, man. Yeah. Pork is good. Yeah. Um, That's so actually got, my specialty. I, is yeah, it? Yeah, like when it comes to the competition side, I'm pretty solid in my pork. I'm 
very consistent in my port. Okay. Kind of veered off a little bit, trying new stuff, and you don't try new stuff at competitions. You yeah. do it at home, and I've learned that. that. <laughs> um, so, have you ever cooked one of those, like a whole pork, uh, the whole hog? Where you bury it? Um, no, I've never, never buried it. I've one. done a whole hog on a pit before, but I've never. So you got to have a big pit for that, uh, huh? or you just buy a smaller, smaller hog. <laughs> That's I got gotcha. I did. <laughs> I did a, yeah, so I did a suckling pig. He just came in about eighty pounds. Okay, I was able to put him on my smoker and got a got a cook, and it turned out awesome. Dude. It turned did out it? amazing. Yeah, yeah. You got how? How do you get it heated up to the middle? Like so, so you. It's one of those things, like. When you have your ribs, you know, your ribs are a lot thinner meat. You want to pack those with, like, sausages or bacon. You want to kind of make everything a little bit thicker. So your your key temperatures are your shoulders and your hams is what you're going for. It's where you want to get your temperatures right. But as the ribs and, it, and the, the uh, tenderloins and everything like that, you want to kind of pack those okay. with sausages and everything like that to protect that meat. So okay. it's a matter of learning and cooking it to actually see what's really going on. I watched a lot of YouTube videos, was able to kind of do that. My first pig was not quite where I wanted it. It was really good. It just wasn't that quite fall apart part. part. My hams, I still had to kind of tug on it a little bit. But okay. But you got to cook them to learn it. Yeah. No. That. So I just cook more hogs. You'll become a master at it. I'm not even close, like I said, to being a master at barbecue. <laughs> I've been in this game. I've been doing barbecue for probably 15 years plus, and I learn something new still every day. So yeah. it's like, you go on social media, like, dang, I didn't even think about that. Somebody already has, you know. So when I said become a master a master of barbecue, I have yet to actually meet a master. Okay. <laughs> Everybody's still learning. Even these guys that have been doing doing it for 30 years, they're still learning. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I would imagine different <laughs> seasonings and different yeah. grills, too. Yeah, for just sure. different cuts, you know. You think we've been butchering a, butchering a pig and a cow the same way for years. There's actually a whole turn of events, you know, like. Jess Perala, she's one of our guests that we had on there. She's actually cooking beef knuckles, you know. There's okay. a certain way to, there's only certain virtues that would come up with that, you know, like being able to get those little pieces of meat and how to cook it correctly and tender and yet still be hitting your temperature, target temperature you're looking for. So yeah. there's, it's the, the game's evolving. Tri-tips weren't even on on the scene until five years ago, you know. Yeah. Like tri-tip used to get ground up. You know, just because it's different muscles going different directions, like just grind it, you know. But now tri tip is a specialty, you know. So, well, yeah, they yeah. used to give lobsters were trash back in yeah. a couple hundred years yeah, ago. Yeah, exactly. They? Yeah. Now so, you can't find them. Yeah. So it's the game is always developing. We'll probably come up with some weird cut later down the road, you know, that's like, oh, let's use this and go for it and it'll be popular, you know. <laughs> you never know what's going to be popular when it comes to barbecue. Right now, the trend is on social media, people are doing bacon wrapped Oreos. Yeah. I don't know why. But they're doing it. <laughs> it seems to be trending, you know. The last last month it was last two months ago is smoked queso, you know. It's always yeah. something trending and changing the game. Yeah, something I've wanted to try recently is I wanna crush up the uh hot fries, not the hot Cheetos, but the hot fries. Yeah. And then roll you know, put some egg in there and roll my uh smoked oysters in there and deep fry those. Yeah, there you I go. I think that would taste yeah. pretty good. Yeah, for sure, man. I've seen people doing deep fried chicken with that, you know? Like yeah. It's, the, the level of creativity has been set very high, and it's changing daily. Social media, like, you never know what somebody's going to come up with, and it might catch, it might not, man. There's, I yeah. Seen, today, I can't remember the name of it, showed me a cake with, the base was pecan pie, and then it had 
pumpkin pie, and then the topping was apple pie filling with the cinnamon cream cheese putting all this cake together with spice cake on the top. You know, it's like, <laughs> dude, like, that is golden. Like, I want that. And oh, yeah. somebody came up with it. You know what I mean? The bar has been set. Now, pie meets cake, you know? It's, yeah. The bar has been set. And now what's going to be next? You know, you never know, man. It's That's what's crazy about social media. So are you on the Instagram? Instagram? Yeah, I'm a, yeah, I am on Instagram. Just smoke ain't no joke barbecue, and then the Pitmasters podcast on Instagram. Okay. Yep. And then uh, how much how much time do you put in those pictures? Because you got to make it look pretty too. Honestly, um, not long. No. Let's be honest. Um, I was a professional photographer for many years, so I understand lighting. I understand angles. So it's just boom, boom, boom. I'm done. You know. Do and, you have any special plates or anything? Oh no, man. I no? we use. I there's this company. Oh, it's can't think of it right off the top of my head but they have disposable cutting boards okay and that's what i use all the time dude i'll go and buy these disposable cutting cords set my meats on there cut them take a picture send it bro it's perfect white background that's okay. exactly what i need and it's gone and then when i'm done i just throw it away i don't have to worry about doing dishes <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> so that's nice yeah so learn tips and tricks along the way man so yeah. uh with the archery like uh what how how often do you practice that? You're working for an archery right. company, right? Yeah. Or you own the business? No, I, I, I just work, work for them. Yeah, I just okay. work for them, yeah. Um, usually the bow hunt starts in August, so I'll start about August. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's actually really shooting. Um, normally it's just like, oh, let's go shoot our bows during lunch. You know, it's nothing really active. I'm not chasing it Okay. 100%. Um, I am thinking about switching over to the target side and chasing the target side pretty active because it's indoors it's something to do in the winter yeah it's it's gonna pass some time so that's why i was actually looking into that a little bit more but really like i said dude if i can shoot an arrow at 40 yards and hit the paper plate at 40 yards i'm ready to hunt yeah. <laughs> no, I like i said back to the whole simple just hanging out you know it's all about the experience same with barbecue man i really don't care if i go out there and harvest an animal it's about hanging out with my family hanging out with my friends and having a great time Oh, that's good. <laughs> so when you when you're cooking in the wintertime, you got like a special awning or you got Nah man. That trigger I put it in the middle of a blizzard and it's gonna do what I need it to uh, do and I just watch my cell phone and watch it do its thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I work with a great local company, Thermalworks. Okay. They uh they have all the, the measurement measurement devices, you know, the probes and stuff to be able to measure your meats and your pit and everything like that. So between the two, they're both um I've using the signals. And okay. they're both Wi-Fi activated, so between both apps, I literally can watch my whole pit. Man, it's getting it, crazy. Yeah, like literally, it'll be a blizzard outside, ten below, and I'm like, eh, yeah, we're still good, you know. Like, <laughs> yeah, you still got to go back yeah. out and get it, though. Yeah, you got to go. That's why you have teenagers. Go grab the, go grab it off the yeah. ground. No, I don't trust them. They'll drop it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, mine would for sure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, but yeah, winter cooking. It's actually my favorite because I can do my traditional barbecue, but then I can get into cooler stuff like cold smoke, uh, cheeses and jerky and bacon and stuff like that. Because when you're... So you make cheese. Yeah. When you're smoking with cheese, you just go you know, over to your local Macy's or whatever and pick up a block of cheddar cheese and you put it in your smoker and just turn that smoker low as it can possibly go. And okay. Let it smoke out because... Cheese starts melting at about 140 degrees or so. Okay. And you want to just make sure your smoke's coming out at like 100, you know. So not even that, 80. You know, you just barely want some smoke flavor going through there, and you're going to let it smoke out. And okay. Smoke your own cheese. Yeah, man. That's, yeah, yeah, and bacon you want really low. 
So I'm sure you do all the cooking at your house then. Yeah, Aren't you teaching yeah. your kids? Yeah, it actually, uh, my son is actually a better cook than I am, bro. Yeah? <laughs> yeah, um, on the SCA side. He's actually took seventh place in the points chase here in Utah. Um, he's gone to Vegas and competed and beat me again. You know, like he's he's consistently beating me. So when I get to beat him every once in a while, it's kind of nice. But he's actually <laughs> a lot better cook than I am. He's He's nationally ranked, so... Okay. Yeah, it's really awesome. I and I'll and take, you said he's fifteen. Yeah, he's fifteen. Yeah, okay. he's fifteen. So I I'm more than happy to take the back seat to him any day. Yeah. If he's winning, bro. I'm so happy. I don't care. Is Long, that is that something he's looking into doing like full time or? Oh no, man. He's wants to be a full-time Twitch streamer, right? That's what all 15-year-olds want to be. Oh, yeah, no. No, <laughs> but, but he's got yeah. the cooking thing. You yeah. can stream on Twitch. Yeah, yeah so, yeah, he's uh, he just does it for hobby. He just does it for fun. So okay. I get him out, which I really enjoy. I'm like, hey, let's do a practice cook. And he's like, all right, let's go. You know, he, he pulls himself away from the computer and all that stuff, too, on a regular basis on his own. Okay. Just to be able to experience some stuff outside the bedroom you know yeah, gotta, gotta do <laughs> well, that. other 15 year olds and he's homeschooled and everything like that so he's actually looking for something to get him out there kind of break that repetition you know yeah so. well he might be stuck cooking all the meals when uh, yeah i hope he, he does married. man it'd be nice <laughs> yeah. it'd be nice for him to cook all the meals cook me some meals man <laughs> yeah no joke yeah yeah no we uh i don't know my barbecue You'd probably laugh at. I just throw some meat and seasoning on there and call it a day. You Once know? again, did your family enjoy it? Yeah. There you go. Good yeah. barbecue. Then. I got a I got a special <laughs> trick. I I keep rubbing it in butter. Yeah, so. butter is your best friend, bro. That's what I tell yeah. them. They always butter's think I'm crazy. Friend. No, man, butter is your best friend. Okay, we got oh. it on the record here. Yeah, I'll like, throw a whole stick of butter on a pork shoulder. You know, like thank uh, you. Yeah, butter is. What's barbecue without butter? What's cooking in general without right? butter? When yeah. I make macaroni, I substitute the milk with butter. There you go. Exactly. Yeah, butter's where it's at. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So do you guys do any, like, uh, I know you said you were going to be out on the road for Thanksgiving. Are you going to be, like, is there any special occasion where you guys do, like, 4th of July, Christmas? Um, Usually my 4th of July, <clears throat> I'll find a good party to be at, you know, to hang out and cook. Um. The last couple of years, I haven't attended my buddy's parties. Okay. Um, he has kind of held back, but normally he does a really big 4th of July party, and we'll go over there and cook for that. Um, but, yeah, it's mostly just getting with the family and cooking with the family and experiencing those moments, you know. That's my biggest thing. Um, Thanksgiving, yeah, that is the Super Bowl for all pitmasters. Okay. <laughs> Everybody's looking at you to kick that bird just right, and if you mess it up, man. There's no, there's no going back. <laughs> so you got, you got any advice for everybody right before Thanksgiving? Uh, yes. You know, how to cook their turkey? Simple. Cook the temp, not time. The bird's okay. done when the bird's done. You get you some ThermalWorks equipment. Um, make sure that you use the probes properly and you cook the temp, not time. Forget the time. Throw that right out the window. They say 25-pound bird should be nine hours or eight hours. I don't even know because I don't even look. Okay. But, you put, you put that probe in there, and you cook that bird until it's done. Okay. So the best thing to do is start early. You can hold a bird for probably two hours. You know, you can actually throw it in the oven. Okay. Covered. Just like warm? Not even warm. Just leave it in the oven. Okay. You'll be fine because as long as that bird doesn't drop below 140, you're fine. So that's when your probes come into play as well. So you put it in the oven. You have your 
probes out there. If it's 155, as long as you hit that 165 mark, okay, it starts dropping to 155, you're still okay to eat it. You know, it's safe. And about they'll take an hour, an hour and 45 minutes to drop that low. Okay. So time your bird properly. You know, just yeah. just make sure that hey, ballpark time on this is going to be this time. So I'm going to go a little early, and you're going to cook to the temperature, not time. And uh, what do you like? Are you smoking it? What do you season it with? Um, it all comes down to your preference, you know. Um, some people just like to just put a little bit of salt, pepper on there and smoke it. Okay. I go intense with it. I'm injecting it. I'm brining it. I'm putting all kinds of seasonings on it. I'm just making sure I have this flavor pellet. I'm I'm next level, you know. <laughs> I, I got me one of those but, injectors. Yeah, yeah. What are you injecting with? Like seasoned butter or just straight butter? Um, honestly. What you're the whole purpose of injecting is adding moisture to the mm-hmm. to the bird, and I'll just inject it with just like pretty much like chicken broth. I'm just okay. adding moisture, you know. Um, some people get crazy; they'll add do butter, jalapeno flavorings, yeah. all that stuff. I don't worry about that. I'm just injecting, injecting just moisture. That's okay. what I'm going for. Um, but if you brine it properly, you're gonna get a lot more moisture in there too. So it just all depends on how far you want to take it the basic backyard guy i recommend spatchcocking it what you're doing is you're going to turn your bird over go down the back spine okay you're going to cut the spine out and you're going to open that bird up and kind of do like cpr on the breast you're going to break it to where it's flat okay and your whole bird is going to be laying flat so the breast up your the drumstick's kind of on top of the breast and then the wings tucked underneath the breast a little bit okay and then you're going to get a lot lot even cook your cook's going to be a lot more even um, it's going to cook faster, and it's really easy to do. So, yeah. Versus the whole bird and worry about stuffing and all that stuff like that, too. And it's also easier to serve. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, spatchcocking, if you want to look online, it's safe to it's safe to do at work. <laughs> so, so, you can look that up at work um, and see how it's done. But, uh, yeah, spatchcocking is the way to, for any beginner to learn how to cook a bird. Okay, sure. and then just salt, pepper, you know, and butter. You'll yeah, be always butter. I you guess, know, huh? what did your mom use when she cooked? Nothing. She just butter at the end, right? She throw it in there and butter it at the end, and you had a good tasting bird. But uh, we're Irish, yeah. She, you know, butter, salt, and pepper. Those yep, were the only that, spices. Yeah, <laughs> that's all you need, man. Really, like, like salt, pepper, uh, some of the best. That's your Texas style barbecue, and it turns out great every single time. Okay. Yeah. I'm so. gonna try some rosemary in the butter this year. Yeah. I like that taste. Yeah, it's but. a great flavor. That's pretty pretty good. Yeah. Um, yeah. Even if you want to take it up a notch, you could just use some thyme as well. Okay. And then, have you ever deep fried one? Is yeah, that something you yeah, got? Yeah. Yeah. That's when you really want to pump your flavors into it because you don't want to. You're not gonna put seasoning on top because it's gonna wash off. That's when you want to take advantage of your flavored injections, like your Cajun flavors. Yeah. And stuff like that. That's when you want to take advantage of that. Yeah, we had the deep fried turkey one time and man the white meat tasted like dark meat it was yeah. delicious so good but super dangerous yeah <laughs> yeah my pro tip on that man is take your bird thought out completely thought out you don't want no frozen meat okay you want to put it in your pot fill it with water with the bird in the pot okay you want about an inch above your bird of water and then that's where you pick a sharpie whatever and mark that line okay pull your bird out dump the water out, dry it out, and then that's, um, actually, sorry, I, so, so you're going to mark your line for your high mark, Okay. and then you're going to take your bird out and then mark your line for the low mark. Okay, once the bird's yeah, out. Once the bird's out, and then you dump your water, and then on that low mark is 
where you want to fill your oil. Put to. the so, oil. Yep. So then that way you can come up. So you can come up to the to the high level, which you want to leave about three inches to the top of your of your uh, pan okay. or your pot. So you want to play with that and make sure you're just right. Yeah. And that way will be a lot safer. And don't cover after you started frying the bird. Don't cover okay. it. You can put the cover on to get the temperature of the oil up. Peanut oil is the best. But after you drop the bird in there, don't cover it because what you're going to do is you're going to cause moisture to collect on that roof of that lid. It's going to drop back in there. Water and moisture, water and oil don't mix. Yeah, then it's, it's going to popping. popping and everything like that. So, yeah, just take your lid off and just let it cook. Once again, cook to temp, not time. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember how yeah. long we cooked ours for. I think it was like only 20 minutes or something. Yeah, it depends that. on how big the bird is. Yeah. yeah. I think my, I did a 20-pounder and it was like... 35 minutes or something about that so, yeah 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 you know the women in my family don't like the they like the white dry meat but uh yeah. i love that deep fried turkey right it's delicious man. <laughs> honestly turkey's not my go ham is my words at yeah bring me a ham i'll be all right <laughs> okay and <laughs> hey, what about uh euros that's like my my all-time favorite food you cook any lamb euros oh man i so want to get into that um i don't have the equipment to get into the euros because you need kind of like that whole spinning type rotisserie type scenario okay. um i want to get into that but man i, I agree with you euros are, are yeah, amazing yeah they're yeah. delicious yeah even arby's <laughs> has a uh an all right one man yeah two for six. yeah exactly good. man yeah euros are where it's at but, but yeah. that uh that apollo burger man they got they got a pretty good euro yeah. lamb scares me dude i don't yeah. know what it is i just lamb is definitely something i need to jump into is there like with pork uh worries of undercooking it is it the same with lamb or um it's not undercooking because you have the proper measuring equipment once okay again, you'll be fine um especially with like pork shoulders yeah pork is safe to eat at that 160 165 point mark but it actually won't break down the collagens and it won't render the muscle won't break down until you're about 195 200 degrees so you're way above safe level safe, safe level for, for a good pork for good pork so yeah you'll You'll cook it up to 195, 200, take it off the grill, always rest. I like to rest meats for at least a minimum of an hour. Okay. For your heavier, bigger cuts of meats. Rest that for an hour, and then it should just literally fall apart. Is the lamb, lamb just like, uh, I don't even know where you get it. You know, oh, you, there's a, you can get it at you know, your Costco's and your cash and carries. It's available. It's just I have never jumped in the lamb game. Um, I've been really... When I was younger, I my dad cooked me lamb all the time, and I just wasn't fond of the flavor. So it's not one of those things like, man, I want a lamb chop today. You know, yeah. I just never chased it. You know, um, now probably this this winter I'll probably kind of start dabbling with lamb roast and you know stuff like that. So it's one of those things that I I'm still learning. Once again, back to the whole pit master things. Nobody's ever mastered anything. So <laughs> so what's besides the lamb? Like what's what's the next thing you want to tackle? Like the something that you haven't been able to do yet that you're going to try to really man i want to get into some of that like cajun style i want to try to cook a cook an alligator man yeah yeah i want to try to cook an alligator my co-host rusty he was raised kind of in that hunting style he's he's cooked rabbit okay. you know he he cooked a rabbit at an event thermal works event that we had and dude, rabbit's good he, he he hit a home run with it me i want to try it but i'm kind of like oh i've never done this you know kind of the yeah. whole experience but i want to dabble into some of those weirder stranger things because like you never know man i'm not saying that i'm chasing it but you'd be like hey there's a tv show opportunity and we're gonna have cook this and then there's always that weird challenge out there right that yeah. they bring a rabbit in i want to be ready for that moment 
you know, or, I know, I get you it. know so I want to. Where would you even get an alligator? Man, we, you, you have can to order them online. Order it? Yeah, you can okay. order it online. Yeah, and what most people think is they want to cook this whole alligator, but from the research I've done, is the tail's where it's at. Tail. Yeah, the rest is kind of wasted. You just so. sort of cooked out of steaks or something. Yeah, yeah. If you just cook that tail out. So. Have you cooked any snake or anything like that? I haven't gotten into the wild game that wild. I should say I haven't cooked a snake. Um, I want to. Yeah. I just don't know where you can source. Yeah. That I haven't really got that deep into it yet. Um, there's a lot of cool stuff out there that you that I want to try. You know, there's why not try a squirrel, man? There's there's stuff out there and on how to squirrel. You know, like like let's play around. You know, survival of the fittest. What if what if this world does collapse? You get like you got to be able to handle it, right? Yeah, no, that's <laughs> that's definitely my interest in it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, have you cooked the bear at all? I cooked bear once. When I lived in Did Washington, did that taste State. good? Um, tasted horrible. Really? Yeah, I just, I kind of treated it like a pork shoulder, but it just didn't taste that great. It just it's really gristly and oily, and just I was inexperienced, okay. but I want to try it again. Okay. Um, I I want to be able to inject it. I want to be able to wrap it in some bacon, put some good seasonings on it. Um, so that's another one you got to add the fat. Yeah, to. you want to add the fat to that a little bit. It's not. As much, but okay. I want to add some flavorful fat, something that's familiar, you know. Yeah. So I want to be able to do that. Um, I'm kind of bougie when it comes to my rubs, you know. Like yeah. McCormick is not acceptable in my house, you know. Oh, like, <laughs> <okay>. <laughs> so I go to the specialty and use some more specialty rubs and stuff. Where like would that. you get that? Like I know, uh, like uh, not Cal Ranch Cabela's. Yeah, I got some pretty fancy yeah, you stuff. Yeah, you got Cabela's. Is and, there a difference? Because I use McCormick. Oh, yeah. Is yes, there a difference? Night and day, bro. They're yeah. Night and day, yeah. But um, there is a place here, and there's one in northern Utah, south, uh, I guess, Murray area, and then uh, Layton, Murray, and uh, Lehigh. It's called Barbecue Pit Stop. Okay. They have everything you need from pellets to rubs to grills to accessories, anything barbecue they have those. And that's where I recommend somebody going in and talking to one of those guys and getting squared away and getting some good rubs and whatever you need. And you're saying it's night and day. Because I'm, I'm day definitely going to try this. Night and day. You go and get McCormick's steak seasoning. Uh-huh. And then go to go to the barbecue pit stop and get a steak seasoning. It'll knock your socks off, bro. Yeah, I got to yeah, try that. Because being a butter person, right, they have dehydrated butter in some of their rubs. And they have, oh, man. They have beef. They had beef flavoring, so it's adding more flavor to it. Like, trust me, like, it's, people are kind of like, wow, this is 16 bucks for this one bottle. Every penny is worth it. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to trust you on yeah. it, man. But yeah. we're, uh, we're rolling down. We're at 55 minutes. We only got to an hour. Um, do you want to tell everybody your social medias again? Yeah, man. It's um, on Facebook. It's just Anthony Lujan, L-U-J-A-N. But then also there's a Smoke Ain't No Joke Barbecue. On Facebook and Instagram, a little bit on Twitter, but I don't ever use it. Yeah. I'm not a big enough celebrity to use Twitter yet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, that's where you can find me. And then you can also find the Pitmasters pod- podcast at thepitmasterspodcast.com. And then I'll link you over to anything. Yeah, we'll definitely put a link on that. Yeah. And then uh, your partner's. Rusty, he is Salt City Barbecue. Salt City you Barbecue. You can find him on any social media outlet as well. Does he have any type of like GoFundMe or Kickstarter going for that? Or? Um, not no, he doesn't. Okay. Um, but we do have a donate link to the podcast on our <laughs> uh, on our podcast. So go ahead and 
donate a buck or two to help us get some better mics. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. man, thanks for coming down. Yeah. I think this is a good episode. So. Yeah. Hey, thanks, man. I appreciate you. And it's and an honor to be on your podcast and once, wish you the best once luck. We get, uh, once you guys get going with that, you got to come back. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I'll send Rusty in here and he'll, he'll okay. break it down for you. That's, like I said, that's not my realm. That's yeah, his. no, that seems pretty interesting <laughs> running one of those trailers. Yeah, for sure. Uh, yep. Okay, well, thank you guys for listening. We'll have another episode here pretty soon, and we'll uh, talk to you later.